Hey, welcome to the And Grace Spills podcast. My name is Andrea Grace Fillmore, and I am on a mission to help you get your yay back. To do that, I'm sharing conversations that are thought-provoking, introspective, and fun. This podcast is sponsored by The Treasury, a women's membership club and co-working community. The Treasury is located on historic Film Row in downtown Oklahoma City and full of women who are pioneering new and exciting ways to work. I partner with the Treasury to host events and create connections where women can gather to learn from one another and have a good time doing it. For more info on the Treasury and all the upcoming events, visit thetreasury.org. Hey, friends. Hey. Um, <laughs> this is already going to be a wild ride, just so everyone knows. First of all, let me say I'm here with my friend, Brianna. And I still call her by her maiden name. I'm sorry. Forgive me. She is since married. So let me just say, this is the fourth recording I've done in one single day, which has been a blast. But I've got a lot of nervous energy from just sitting still. Did you actually mention my maiden name? You just said my first name. No. <laughs> it, what, tell us your name, all of them. Well, okay. My name is, <laughs> as a musician, as a performer, my name is Brianna Gaither, but I am married since becoming a performer, and that last name is Chamberlain. <laughs> so I never know what is appropriate, so I just skip over it. Yeah, you so can say whatever like, you want. I, always, I know you as Brianna Gaither because that's how my sister knew you, and that's yeah, how we met. That's so, right. And then I'm like, well, I don't know. Adam, I love Adam. I don't want to not say Chamberlain. Yeah. I'm going to start calling you BGC. <laughs> that's too well, much. He's not it doesn't really roll off the tongue. about me using my maiden name. So it's cool. Adam, you're the best. Yeah, he is. I'm high-fiving you in my heart. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a long day of recording, which has been amazing and fun, but I've just downed a shot of espresso, and uh, BGC over here is drinking some coffee, and we're just going to ride this wave and see what happens. Yeah, which is unusual for me. I don't do a lot of coffee these days. Wow, I feel very honored. Wow, not today you're not. Not today. Not today. It's a party. Okay, great. So, uh, BGC. I'm here. It doesn't roll off the tongue. I think it's kind of cool. BGC. It makes me think of like a southern monogram. Like, you're going to have to go buy some (laughs) paisley luggage or something. (laughs) Now you have to stick with it. Now I have to do it. Great. I'm sorry. BGC. Okay. Um, So, let's talk about how we met. I don't remember how we I met. I don't either. I love that. That's generally the case for most people. Do you ever sit and think about friends and go, how did we even meet? And then you're like, huh, can't remember. Or you're like, oh, that was a weird story. Yeah. Or like you're so yeah. close that you look back and you're like, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I think we only, I had met you in passing a couple times uh, because you're friends with my sister first. Yeah. And then you guys go broke up. And what? no, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't, didn't break happen. up. Amy, that didn't happen. <laughs> the only way I can get my sister to listen is if I keep mentioning her name. <laughs> so I'm going to mention her in every, every we episode. Love you. Um, no, so you knew Amy first, and she's like, Oh, Brianna. And she's like, Your number one fan. And so I was like, um, Yeah, I know her. You always ask me if I know her. It's like one of those people. Like, oh, do you know um, Brianna? I'm like, Yes, yeah, stop asking. But I just knew you from afar. From a piano, like I've seen you play piano, and I oh, saw you at uh, a couple that. of events, but I didn't know you. And then I don't know what happened. I think randomly, I was just like, "Can we please hang out?" And you're like, "Yes." 
I feel like we were instantly on hugging terms. For like sure. The minute like, we met. But so, it was the first coffee date. It wasn't like the first initial, like, hey, we can hang out. And you're like, yes. I feel like the first time we hung out and had coffee, I was like, soulmate. That was, <laughs> but that was like recent. And we've been, yeah. we've known each other for years. Yeah. It's wild. That was like earlier this year. Yeah. We just never were intentional about it until recently. We're and both then, better for it. Yeah. We're both better and cooler for it. Easily. Easily. And also like the energy that happens when we hang out is very odd and <laughs> I love it. So I don't know what's going to happen on this podcast because every time here's the thing. So not to get too into Enneagram, but like the intensity of our personalities <laughs> is very equally matched. And so I like just pop off because I'm like, oh, there, I don't have to filter. Yeah. I don't have to chill out. Like yeah. most people can't handle me at my you know, I actually felt honored when you said that, that our oh, intention wow. is matched. You can go. I can go. <laughs> she's laughing when she said that. That's not cool, man. So, like, she's like, oh, man, you can go. Wild it out. No, like, I feel like I tell people I live an all-caps life. Like, that's just <laughs> yeah. who I am. And I, like, in the past year, I've, like, stopped yeah. trying to filter that as much, which yeah. has been a very healthy move for me. And I love myself way more than I did two years ago. I'm like, man, I'm intense. And so it's rare that I can just really let down all of all of the floodgates. So my husband and I have a joke that I have three settings and it's turbo, light turbo, and dead. <laughs> like off, power off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I would think pretty true. <laughs> my settings would be fine. Passion. <laughs> Anger. Like, that's it. <laughs> because even when I get excited about life, it's like, I want to, like, literally I've said this, like, I've been so excited about something. I'm like, oh, I just want to punch something. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with passion. Like, everything is expressed as anger, but it's either good anger or bad anger. It's yeah. intensity. It's passion. Passion's a nicer word for it, but really, like, I'm either fine or, like, all caps. Yeah. Yeah. Fine is, like, a great day. For everyone else and then it's rare that I have a bad day I had a like I think 2018 was all a bad day yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was making up for lost time and setting mm -hmm. some time in the future I made my deposit so I'm good 2019 <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking <laughs> about today that. no one knows okay we're gonna talk today about personal values or core values and so the reason I want to talk about this the reason why Brianna's here talking about this a, it's super important that we set our core values. I'm going to try so hard to stay on topic, but we're just having some fun. <laughs> this might be a long episode. Everybody strap in. Um, so the reason I wanted you to be on this show um, was because we're at my birthday party. Yeah. And it was super fun. It really was. And we had brunch at uh, Lindy's house. Lindy keeps making it into these episodes, too. I don't know what's up with Lindy. She doesn't listen to the podcast either. What? I know. Everyone call Lindy. Um, so we were at Lindy's house. We had breakfast or brunch or whatever. And the three of us were hanging out afterwards. Everybody had kind of gone away, very full of French toast and fruit. And we started talking about birthdays and things like that. And you mentioned that one of your core values is celebration. And then I said, hold on, I need to know about this. And I sat down on the couch and, and said, please explain. And so through that conversation, I was like, okay, this is a really cool thing that I want to explore 
where, um, you know, anyone in the general public can listen. So no pressure. But we're going to talk about core values and what that looks like, like in real life. Yeah. So how do you define, like, how do you define what a core value is personally? I think you could define it a couple different ways. I, as I was processing that question even, I don't know that I've ever tried to define core values. It's really like a feeling, you know? It's like, yeah, I care about this. You know? punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yes. feel it. It's kind of a, almost, you know, a physical reaction to something like, I identify with this. Mm-hmm. This has to be part of my life. And uh, I, I think that one way that I would say it is, like, it's almost a why behind your behaviors and your priorities. It's like a it's yeah. a motivational thing uh, in some ways, in some regards, but it's just this sensation like this must be part of my life. And, um, and I think part of that is, is just something that, that I believe is what you believe today determines where you are going tomorrow. So Ooh, what yeah. you believe about yourself, what you believe about your life, what you believe about where your life is headed is actually propelling you in that direction. That's good. I think when I was, you know, thinking through these questions, I was like, I don't know how I would answer that. And thinking through, because it's kind of a hard way to define, like, why do you believe what you believe about your own self, not about a spiritual journey or about, it's such an ambiguous feeling thing. And I think for me, when I look at my core values, it's like, it was almost like backwards facing. Like what are the things that always rise to the top in my life? Like what do I find is the undercurrent that is guiding me and that's present in everything. So whether it's friendships or relationships or work or play, like whatever it is, what are the things that kind of rise to the top for me? Would you you feel like that too? Absolutely. Yeah. So why do you think it's important that people kind of put names to those and call them out and recognize like, these are my core values. Yeah. Well, uh, kind of back to what I was saying with, I really believe that what you think about yourself in your life today is, is guiding tomorrow. Yeah. And so there's kind of that stance on it is like, do you want to kind of take control of your future? Do you want to have a say in what tomorrow looks like? And do you want that to be just what happens to you or do you want that to be more intentional? And another thing is I, I really think it's good to self-evaluate in the way that you're talking about, like looking at your life, whether that's through journaling or through discussing with a friend, just contemplating what are the themes that arise in the pursuits that you've been a part of in, um, in the different journeys that your life has taken what are those things that keep rising to the top and then and kind of analyzing that. And I think that serves two purposes. One of which is to figure out like, what are your natural, what's your natural wiring? Because I think everybody has values, whether they've identified those or Mm. not, or whether they're intentional or not. Yeah. And it it kind of plays into the Enneagram as well. You know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of those motivations, those values, those uh, priorities, are, I think that's why people have been so fascinated by the Enneagram is that it's uncovering a lot of that. Yeah. Realizing that people are so different in, in their priorities and, and what they're trying to 
gain from life. Yeah. I think, and part of what I'm hearing you say is like, altogether, core values help you see what has been important and choosing what you want to be important. Yes. And kind of the marriage between that. Like, where's the disparity between what I am making a priority or what I have made a priority and then what going forward to do the things in life I want to do, whether that's be a good mom or be a great student or, um, you know, be a valued employee, like what, how do your core values affect those things? And so Mm -hmm. I think it's important. I do want to say like, if you're not taking an annual, very, at very least like an annual kind of, time each year to just review life and look and and see and you know most people do it in January but it's important to take those times to like say what path am I on is this aligned with what I believe about myself and where I want to go and whether that looks at your calendar like where are you giving your time I think that's really important and it's it's not as hard as people think you don't have to like get out a bunch of spreadsheets unless that's your thing then do it but it's not as hard as you think to like really think about what steers your ship, I guess. Yes. I'm saying. yes. Um, so now that we're kind of talking about it, will you, <laughs> sorry, will you stop coughing? <laughs> so I'm going to share three of my core values. Oh, great. And then I want you to share some of yours okay. and then we're going to hit on the one core one that I want to talk a lot about. But so for me, one thing I did several years ago, again, is just, review kind of I call them my guiding principles because I was like that's great in a time of life where I was like what do I know about myself to be true that's important to me when everything else is shifting and so for me it the three main ones are personal growth so I want to be I I have this thing with like alliteration in grammar so they're refined real and reachable so refined is personal growth, um, whether that's just for fun or it's for my work or it's to get better at podcasting, whatever that looks like, to, to continue to grow. To be real is all about being authentic, not pretend that my life is something that it's not because really it's pretty average and normal and I love that. Um, and then reachable is the idea of pursuing developing and being intentional in growing community. So those are the three main ones that I have because I found, again, and, and I revisit them occasionally. I said, man, am I still on track with these? And, yeah, they're still, they're still rising the surface in my life. There's still things that I, I follow up with. But what are some of your core values? Yeah. Will you share with us? I'd love to. Yay. So uh, my process and, and probably the way my mind works is, maybe a little bit extra. I think it's really great no. if you can narrow it down to three is a good number. It's like a really <laughs> good number. I'm about to lay down like so many, but, but I think it's wise to start small and then focus on a couple values that you really want to apply yourself to and maybe implement yeah. in maybe a given year. And then you can build off of that and you can work off of that. And so maybe don't start with 10, but starting with one or starting with three and making that a focal point of the year. I really love picking a word for the year, that type of thing to kind of expand my understanding of different values and kind of my process in figuring out what those values are. I like you uh, were saying, we'll do 
an annual evaluation around mm-hmm. New Year's. Just about every year, I've been in the habit of that for a while now. But this year, for the first time, and I'm not perfect by any means in doing this, but I've been making it a monthly practice wow. at the beginning of the month. And that's all because I got the Atomic Habits Journal, and I'm actually tracking my behaviors, that's cool. which has been so fun for me. And I, I mean, guys, this is not my natural wiring to, to track my own behavior. I'm very spontaneous. I'm very, you know, I, can, I just can get easily distracted. I, I, I'm not very structured as a person normally, but this year has been such a refreshing kind of deep dive into what it looks to actually, what it looks like to actually track my values, my behaviors and the direction of my life. And it's, it's been really life-giving Yeah. where I thought it would be kind of like in a box or restrictive. It's been amazing. And so I'm kind of going to get into that deep dive a little bit. Um, what I usually do to determine what my values are, like as just a gauge for what, you know, like a, a starting point where to start is taking an evaluation of things you already love and it's almost like twofold like what do you naturally love and appreciate and then what's the direction you want to go so and basically it's what are my natural values and what are what do I want my intentional values to be right and sometimes those will line up and sometimes they might not as much yeah um but it's a good starting point And so what I came up with is basically, so because uh, referencing Atomic Habits again, he talks a lot about in the book about um, a desired identity. It's like your desired future. Mm, Yeah. And then your habits basically sew into a desired identity and behaviors. And so um, my desired future, like the, the person that I am and I'm becoming is twofold. I'm looking for a thriving self and thriving relationships, mm-hmm. thriving self, thriving self being mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. and then thriving relationships in general, like the way that I interact with the people I love and, and with the world. With mega intensity. <laughs> mega. <laughs> Turbo. <laughs> yeah. And so my values fall under those two umbrellas. And what I would say about, Thriving self are the primary values right now, and granted, the, they can alter, you know, year to year based on what I'm focusing on. But right now, I would say that my bigger emphasis in thriving self is um, spirituality, gratitude, celebration, rest, mm-hmm. cyclical rest, right, intentional rest, and health, spiritual, mental, and physical health. And then under the thriving relationships category communication slash vulnerability, humility, kindness, and then showing up, which is a big one I could talk about for a really long time. Showing up for people in the good and the bad, um, rejoicing with those who are rejoicing and mourning with those who are mourning and doing that in a tangible way. Right. Oof. Wow. That's another show. Yeah, it is. So I want to say too, because I really want to dig into that some more, but I want to say as well, like, I think it's important that if you're listening, you're not saying, well, uh, that sounds hard and it's not for me. (laughs) Or you're like, "Um, uh, you practice that or whatever. This is a practice that is important for your life. And it's important as you set trajectory, especially if you're a family unit, for you guys to nail down what's what your how. 
because it sets a framework for what you allow in your home and, and how like the environment is or, mm-hmm. you know, like to be very Pinteresty, you've heard that in this house, we apologize. We say, thanks. We, right. we play hard, we clean up, but that is basically a call out of some core values just in a Hobby Lobby sort of way. <laughs> and like, it's, these are important things and it doesn't have to be hard. So like you can see already that Brianna and I are approaching this from very different ways and from different strategies and we have different outcomes, but however you do it is the right way to do it. Like whatever mm-hmm. works for you, yeah. then make it work. So this is all just basically a jumping off point for you to find something that is empowering to you to say, Oh, well, I never really thought about, you know, my family values or my core values as a family unit. Yeah. What do we want to agree on? Like we apologize and we show up and we, whatever X, Y, Z. And it can be one or two things. It can be 10 things. It can be your own family, 10 commandments, whatever. Yeah. But I think it's important to like, just do it. Just take a step. If if you feel like this is something that is important in your life or something you've wanted to pursue, then go ahead and do it and take that step. And then you can always revisit it. And my, my fear was, well, what if my values change? And what if it, like, then they change. It's not set in stone. It's not etched into cement somewhere that can never be erased. Like, but what's amazing is when I took inventory of my life, if anything, they haven't changed, they've grown more solid. And then there've been a couple that I wanted to add to that, but it's not really like, Oh, they changed wildly. I don't want to grow anymore. And I don't want to be authentic. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to be inauthentic now, but I just want to make it a point to say, man, wherever you are, just start and whatever that looks like, just do it. And then, you know, take from this, um, a guide to help you on your journey through exploring all of that. Okay. So Brianna. Yes. When we were at my birthday, you were like, Oh, celebration is my, one of my core values. I was like, I need to know more about this. And so you just mentioned it. And, you know, after that conversation, I actually really thought about it a lot. Really? Yes. It's something that traveled with me. And I was like, I actually really carry that as well. But it's not something that I would identify as a core value because it seems frivolous and fun from the outside. It's like, I I value confetti, like, and sprinkles, which are awesome, by the way. But, like... I started to look back at my life as like, I believe in celebrating accomplishments, working hard and playing hard. Like, and I've carried that through my work career, but I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. So explain to me your focus on celebration, like what, what that means and what it looks like to you. So celebration to me is so important and so valuable because it encompasses multiple of my other of my other values, actually. Like, for example, it encompasses gratitude to me. Yeah. It encompasses rest. Mm. It encompasses wow. showing up. Yep. Um, so whether I'm celebrating myself, which I think is so important, mm-hmm. that you take time to celebrate not only your, accomplish- your accomplishments, but also just who you are. Like, I'm a big birthday celebrator (laughs) and I mean like it's a it's a birthday month you know August is my month and it's coming next week whoa I'm pumped (laughs) 
So we should air the podcast in August. Do it. Do it. Um, Yeah. I mean, so um, being okay with being celebrated by other people or being willing to celebrate yourself, being an advocate for your own birthday, as Lindy would say. (laughs) We're bringing Lindy up again. Linda. (laughs) Um, and then showing up for other people, celebrating other people is, I think, a really profound way to show love. Mm, I'm a wow. love language. Um, and, and so it encompasses a lot for me. It's very important to me. Holidays are a big deal. Birthdays are a big deal. Um, I've created my own personal family holiday that is not on anyone's calendar but mine um yes please tell us about it i don't remember but it's amazing (laughs) it's like so nerdy and mushy but um my husband and i so we met and then seven days later we started dating and then very very quickly we got engaged and got married and it was a great decision and it's been 14 years it's been 14 years (laughs) no it hasn't actually it's been three and it's been great yeah. Um, but I am a, a strong believer in setting up kind of monuments to important things. Sure. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but but setting up a a moment in time where you can it. Like, focus on gratitude in a manner that is recurring. Well, it's almost like it's important to stop long enough to remember why you're here. Yes. Like, we just fly through life and everything. Oh, I love you. Happy birthday. Okay, bye. Yes. And really taking the time. Because I'm a big proponent of in real life, and I'm a big proponent of time is the greatest gift you can give anyone because you can never earn it back. Yes. And so when you memorialize those moments, even if they're trivial to the outside world, it marks a moment in your heart and your life that's like, yes, this is important to me. I want to pause, think about it, yes. enjoy it, celebrate it, and revel in this moment. Where, And I think that's a lost art nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's called Toast Week. And seven that seven days every year, we there are certain like markers during that week of things that we did, like our first date and our when we met in person, because we initially met on Facebook. Oh, snap. That's so old school now, <laughs> Brianna. <laughs> Basically, Grandma. Wait, I'm just coughing. <laughs> Grandma's coughing. <clears throat> so it's called Toast Week, and we make toasts on each of those days. To And, and we actually, what we do is we kind of keep track of different things that have happened throughout the year, different different milestones through the year and we take the time to thank God for those milestones for the provision and for uh, the blessings of that year and and just it gives our family our family of two (laughs) this space to kind of almost marinate in that gratitude oh yeah yeah I like that marinate in that gratitude yes And it's specific to us, so it just, it, it feels really special, and I love it. I look forward to Toast Week, and I So just totally out of curiosity, like, it. when is Toast Week? Oh, it's the, it's um, October 26th through November 2nd. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to make my own holiday. I'm going to so do great. it. I haven't figured one out. It's so great. Wow. Uh, so, 
celebration is very important to me. And I almost figured that out because it was of lesser importance to my husband. Oh. <laughs> and so I kind of had to, like, advocate for celebration. Wow. Like, he's more of the opinion that, you know, Valentine's Day is a, a scheme. Made-up consumerist <laughs> holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. And so there's – I've kind of had to put words to why I value sure. celebration so that I can communicate – it means a lot to me. And wow. He celebrates with me. He loves me very well. You know, Adam is a great guy. He's Nobody writes any mean letters. That's super nice. Wow, that's awesome. And so, like, framing, like, I'm zooming out kind of in my mind, and I'm like, the whole purpose of this podcast, hopefully, is to help people get their yay back. And I think celebration is an important part of life that we do that becomes, again, just routine like everything else. Like, oh, it's your birthday. Yay, we'll go out oh, it's my kid's birthday, yay, we're going to the park, or hey, it's Christmas, yay, I'm angry because everyone's at my house and no one's cleaning up and I spent a lot of money. And it becomes like this thing that is, celebration has almost become hard yeah, or work or heavy. Definitely. And I think the more you integrate celebration in your smaller victories, I think it's it just helps you see that big picture overall. Yeah. So like at my work, we're trying to get a lot better about celebrating like even little things that are good news or like, Hey, that uh, scientific journal is published. Let's all go to lunch. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. And I think people hear celebration and they're like, I got to buy fireworks and yeah. a Christmas tree and you know, whatever. But celebration can be intimate. It can be small. I think more than anything, it's like a posture is what I'm yeah. hearing. Like I'm, uh, and I'm not, I'm guessing at this, but my, I would suppose that if you and Adam wanted to celebrate something and you didn't have $5,000 to go somewhere, <laughs> like you'd still find a way to do it, right? Definitely. Because it is a core value. Exactly. So like looking at people's lives in general or your life, or you can use my life, whatever, I'm an open book here. Um, when people are writing their yay story, what are some things that you think that we could maybe celebrate more or celebrate Okay, I should definitely mention that I can go overboard on celebration. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of out. a celebration addict. Podcast canceled. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's a flip side to everyone's personality. Like, if I do something hard and I finish it, I want to celebrate. Yeah. Like, if I work, you know, if I worked on something and I was mentally and emotionally done with it two hours ago. And I pushed through to the end. <laughs> I pushed through. I'm going to celebrate that. Yeah. Like, so I, I am really into celebrating the smaller accomplishments. I I also feel like I want to make a note, you know, things, it, it doesn't have to be traditional. So, right. like, Christmas is, Christmas is not a happy time for everyone. Valentine's Day is not a happy time for everyone. Traditional holidays are sometimes the, the saddest time of year for certain Fourth people. Fourth of July is not happy for Great Britain, <laughs> England, most of the world. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. But you're dead on. <laughs> I'm so right. I'm following. I'm on board here. And, and I think that is actually why it makes so much sense to me to commemorate things that are important to you that do make you happy and make it your own annual holiday 
you know? Awesome. Yeah. Do what means something to you and to your family and brings you joy. It does not have to be a traditional American holiday. Yeah. And I think, um, or Canadian holiday, but, you know, or Mexican holiday or national of any place holiday. Any. No place holidays. <laughs> Um, that could have got sticky real quick. Um, so I think, wow, I'm just thinking through like, in my mind now I'm realizing like there's commemoration and there's celebration and maybe they're not the same thing. Sure. So like commemoration to me is more of like, I guess in the moment, moment of silence type thing where you're remembering, commemorating that thing. And then celebration to me would be more of a good old shindig or I totally agree. a meal. But I think they're both important in different yes. ways, in different times, in different places. And so how do you differentiate, not between those, but like when you finish a project, uh-huh. and I know this is coming from you, the celebration addict, but yeah. so if you finish a small project, like for work, like, Let's say you finish a really intense week at work. You meet all your deadlines and you're just done. Mm -hmm. How do you celebrate that as opposed to 10 years of marriage? Like, what? (laughs) there's such a range in celebration. You know what I'm saying? One is a two-week cruise in Europe. Um, That's every week after work. I'll let you guess which one. (laughs) Every Friday, I book a flight. The other is totally... Is it's kind of gonna be random because if one it might just be going out to dinner, you know, but if it feels good enough that you just made like completed all those tasks, that could be enough, you know. You could just be so jazzed, yeah. And you're like, I have free time; I can do whatever I want, you know. I love that you just said jazzed. <laughs> totally made my day better. Yeah, but I no, I don't have like a set. This is how I celebrate in this formulaic sure. situation. So are there any non-traditional ways you can brainstorm with me right now? FYI, we're totally off script. I don't even know what the questions are anymore. But uh-huh. are there any ways that you can brainstorm that are maybe less traditional ways to celebrate? Yeah. I will say that Toast, toast Week, <laughs> obviously. Brianna, besides Toast Week. Non-traditional. Are you really wanting Toast Week to, like, take off and everybody has their own Toast Week? I would be thrilled. Of course you would. Then you would celebrate the takeoff of Toast Week. I absolutely would. (laughs) I'd be disappointed if you didn't. I'm going to send me your testimonials. I'm going to make a website. Show us your photos of Toast Week. (laughs) Um... That's a really good question because I kind of have to be careful about traditional ways of celebrating. Mm. They often involve money and food. (laughs) That's real. Yeah. And like food that's bad for you. And one of these other values down here is health. Oh yeah. So I do have to be careful. It, it just depends. It's like, what is your budget? What's your now? Oh, really good non-traditional way to prioritize celebration is to budget for it. So we have a gifts budget and we have a date budget and then we kind of have personal budget. We're all about budgeting. Every, every penny gets budgeted in 
Dave Ramsey's Every Dollar app. And Whoa. I'm not 100% like, we have credit cards. But <laughs> I didn't drink Kool Aid. So got on Visa. But the app is legit, you guys. Every dollar is the best app. It's my it's my favorite. Anyway, uh, you can look it up and learn about it. I won't give a spiel. But we do actively budget every month, and um, and one thing will factor in is celebration. And so if I'm wanting to celebrate someone else, we have gifts budget right there. It's yeah. not a strain. I don't have to you know, like have a conversation with my husband, I go and celebrate that person because cool. we have it. And, um, and so that's been huge is, is just to make margin for it. Yeah. And then I think that's so practical. And that's one thing that's important to me is like sharing practical ways that people can implement the things we're talking about, because I hate it when I listen to a podcast, I'm like, I feel great. And I still have no idea what to do with this information. Yeah. I mean, I feel great for an hour and then I'm like, but now what, you know, Right. I think that's a very important point is to plan for it financially because celebration generally is not free. And then really one thing that I started doing is thinking outside of the box on that and saying, okay, like instead of going out for dinner, Let's have a taco bar night. Yes. Or let's, you know, and, you know, just think of different ways mm-hmm. that are maybe even along the same lines. And I think people are really into that because people like together for fun mm-hmm. reasons, A, but, and they love food. I love food as well. Yeah. But just, I think making, when you make the shift from, oh, I just want to party all the time because that's not what we're talking about. Right. I mean, even though I do. It's true. Um, into this is a core value. So how do I implement it with intention and with with added value? Because if you celebrate everything, then it's just one wild party and there's no special moments. Yes. So I think the money piece is really, really big and um, planning for it and having those conversations. But I think, again, I think it goes back a lot to like that stance and it changes your perspective. So like when, when celebration, you view that as a core value. Um, my guess is that you're not just on the lookout for things to celebrate, but you're like more gracious and aware of other people. And you're more ready and willing to like cheer other people on. Sure. And so I think in context of like getting your yay back or telling your yay story or whatever that looks like. I know I've been guilty of being that person. It's like, okay, I'll celebrate when this huge massive event happens instead of along the way, like, Oh, we secured funding for this. We didn't make the budget for the year yet, but this is a, this is a, you know, a rest stop that we're going to stop and have a lunch or have high fives or whatever. And I think it's just a mindset as to how you're approaching day-to-day life. Do you feel like that's true as well? Yeah, for sure. And I think on the topic of getting your yay back, this is kind of counterintuitive, but one of my favorite things to celebrate is other people. Yeah. And you can receive so much joy from celebrating someone who's not expecting to be celebrated. Ooh, that's so that's, good. And that's a lot of us. I mean, as adults, maybe in, in childhood, early years, you know, you might get thrown birthday parties annually. <laughs> yes. But, it, you know, it's not so common in adulthood. Yeah. Or at least young adulthood. I don't know. There's like a... 
Okay, I'm going to be really honest and on some of this. So for my birthday this year, I like froze up because I was like, I just, I want to, I'm, I'm usually like, I like to party. I like to have a good time. I like to be around other people, but I don't want to be the center of attention mm-hmm. in a room where people are like, oh, hi, me love you so much. Cause it felt like I was expecting everyone to just like, just, Hey, oh my gosh. Hey, hey, Andrea, you're the best. Oh my gosh. Yay. And that's not what I, I, I wanted from people. I wanted to enjoy their company and let's find a reason. Like, it's my birthday. I'm glad to have you in my life. But it felt really awkward for me this year to, like, gather people together because I didn't want to be, like, the center of attention. I just wanted to be with people I love. Yeah. And so kind of like what you're saying, like, it, it felt very uncomfortable for me, that process of trying to figure out what was happening and how to plan a party that, and you know, then you get, well, who should I invite? Well, what if people don't get invited? Well, what if I invite everyone? They don't come. And then it becomes a headache and then I just stress out. So it can be stressful for multiple reasons. It can be. And I think, but it was to what you're saying, it was just like, you don't think about a party and then think about, Oh, I'm stressed out. I have to plan a party. And so it went, it became like a hard thing for me to even mm-hmm. figure out how to celebrate my birthday. And so it made me think of celebration kind of in a different light as far as like, why is this hard? And it revealed some other things in my heart, which was odd. It was, it was like almost counterintuitive, like, yay, we're going to celebrate. I'm stressed out about celebrating, but then following through with all that and kind of talking with you that same day about, by the way, my birthday party was so dope. It was great. Um, so it ended up being really great, but it was like learning from you about celebration and how that's a core value and how it's important to celebrate yourself. Like that kind of helped me process afterwards. through. Okay. This is the insecurity I'm feeling too. This is something I should be working on and should be embracing because there's a room full of people here that want to celebrate with me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And so it was a very, it's a really enlightening experience for me personally, just to shift my thinking instead of celebration and um, championing other people. Well, I think celebration is a big part of that. And it it was kind of like a shift in my um, just thinking and in my worldview. It's like, this is something I actually do value that it needs to be present in my own life. I need to be willing to celebrate myself as much as other people, even when it's uncomfortable. So it's just a really kind of a weird twist. And again, that's why you're here today talking to us about celebration. Yeah. Well, I think the hardest, I think receiving, uh, being the one celebrated can be hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, because either you feel unworthy or you don't want to cause people to, fuss about you or you don't want to be the center of attention. I, I really get those things. And and it, there is kind of an awkwardness of like, come to my birthday party as an adult, I think. Yeah. But you want, you want to celebrate celebrate me. I'm awesome. That feels weird when you're older. There is an awkwardness when you're older. And, um, I, I think people, wouldn't expect that about me because I'm so about my own birthday, (laughs) but it's almost like because it's a value, I push past that 
Oh, right. It's really awkward. It's still awkward. I'm, I'm looking at August and part of me is really excited. And part of me has that, that slight anxiety of like, what if this ends up being stupid or like no one cares and I feel awkward, you know, like there still is that, but when it's, when it's not, when you view it as not just something that would be fun, but as a value, yeah, there's something that shifts and you say, I'm going to celebrate this with my friends who love me and I'm going to receive celebration. I don't know. There's like a shift there. Yeah. Well, Ooh, I'm still working on it. Me too. So good. So good though. Okay. So Brianna, we're running low on time. I'm running low on coffee, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so if someone's listening today, where do, and they're like, I want to implement core values, yay. Where would you say, like, how do you start that process? Well, I'm a journaling person, so I would free write. I would just get a piece of paper out, and I would start writing down things that I care about. I'd probably follow two prompts. The first one, just being... What are things that I love and things I care about and just free write the page. And then another prompt is where do I want to go with my life? Mm, with yeah. my, what's the, what's the journey I want to be on and free write there. And then kind of see if there are patterns arising or themes arising to that and start to pull those out, pull out what those themes are. Yeah. Awesome. Um, just start. Just do it. Start mm-hmm. with one thing. Um, okay. And then if you could say one thing that people could adopt and take home as their very own little kitten of wisdom. <laughs> wisdom kittens. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. Um, wisdom kittens. If you could have one nugget of wisdom or that people could adopt, what would you send them with? I don't know about wisdom, but um, a suggestion is once you identify just one core value, and I really don't think, like, don't overthink it. I think it's going to come to you very quickly. I agree. And whatever that thing that is that comes to you quickly, I would say um, try developing a daily or weekly habit that enforces that value. Mm, That's so good. Can you give me an example of that? Sure. Um, I, I, okay. So, um, celebration is like, I'm wired to celebrate and then it's also intentional. But one thing that I wasn't necessarily super wired for, but wanted to be intentional is gratitude, like to mm-hmm. actually focus on gratitude, make it intentional. Sure. And so I do a very quick daily grat- gratitude meditation. Cool. And um, it has been huge. That's if you awesome. do it before bed, it helps you sleep, in my experience. Mm, I do like um, that. Yeah. If you do it in the morning, it helps your day. It helps you sleep. <laughs> it like, yeah. It really really makes a huge difference is to just focus on gratitude one time during the day. Cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. Robots. <laughs> We're recording. The first word is robots. That's my favorite thing. So listeners, Brianna here is going to answer some rapid fire questions for you. 
Um, let's start with, oh, since you're a musician, what's the last album you listened to all the way through? Oh, I don't know. I don't listen to albums all the way, all the way through. I know anymore. that's why it's a trick question. Yeah, it's so tricky. Oh, you know what? I think it was a, a Bethel live album. Oh. Bethel music. Okay, fair. Um, to yoga. To yoga. There's the yoga album, you know, the ocean noises, <laughs> little chanting in the background. No yeah. big deal. It's all about Spotify shuffle for me. So I don't trust through. Spotify to shuffle for me. Like I those, that. those like your picks, like uh-huh. two out of six are good for me. And They're it gets just, repetitive. Yeah. And like, I'm like, they pick the right artist with the wrong songs. So I'm like, I'm feeling oh, you almost yeah. Spotify. So, um, yeah, if you're listening and you're in charge of those algorithms, you need to be able to know when I'm in the mood to party. <laughs> That's really the issue I have. Spotify doesn't know when I want to party. Um, what is the last book you finished? I don't I'm all about finishing for you. I do a lot of reading, and I read most of the book. um i okay i definitely finished the power of habit and i've been obsessed with it this year so i'm gonna go with that but i'm i'm certain there are other ones i'm i'm talking about atomic habits oh yeah yeah yeah. i started the power of habit and didn't finish it (laughs) the power of finishing a book i'm gonna that would sell That would sell so many books. I'm going to write it. I know. I've clearly been into habits. Atomic Habits is the one that I like both listen to on audio and did I physically read that one? Okay. I can't remember. I don't know, but you were all in. You were all yeah, in. You I got me on in. it and I'm yes. really into it too. And I got the Atomic Habits journal. And it's working really well. For I you. love it. I yes. love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to talk about habits. Fantastic. And the things I say today. Nice. I, uh, yes, I also love Atomic Habits. I was telling somebody else about it today as well. I was like, actually, what you're doing is incentivizing. You should read blah, blah, blah. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Actually, it works. Um, what is your favorite dessert? <sighs> These are really hard. They're not hard. They are. I don't, I mean, I, I have strong favorites, strong favorites in some areas, and then no favorites in other areas because I like diversity and I like choices. Oh, there you go, seven. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, Don't man. limit me with only one option. Pie. I just love cake. I okay. Just, what's I your favorite pie? pie. Uh, I want to say pumpkin, and then I want to say chocolate, and then I want to say peanut butter. You're Stop. a mess, and I love you. Yeah, maybe um, chocolate. I immediately think of key lime. I don't know why. Oh, really? It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. So what is your favorite ice cream then? Peppermint. Oh, and, and not mint certain. chocolate chip, peppermint. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can I tell you my favorite movies? Because that feels sure. Really you know what? Movies. I just want to say no one ever lets me do these questions. They're like, actually, <laughs> I'm going to give you four answers and change the question. Every single person does that. Right. So, yeah, sure. Tell me your right, favorite right. Okay. foot. Top, I don't know. Top three. Right foot's the favorite foot. Top three favorite movies. The first one is Harold and Maude. Okay. Easy. The second one... That's an older movie, right? Changes. I yeah, it's that. really old. It's maybe 70s. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting over a cold. The second one changes. So it is sometimes um, Mad Max. Okay. And The original or the remake? The Fury Road. Great. 
Yes. I don't know any of the Mad Max, I, so, so I don't know if that's old or new. Good. It's so good. Please don't send angry mail about my movie selection. <laughs> right. Um, and then I just really loved Avengers, the last one, Endgame. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Oh, oh I love that. I, movie. As much as I don't want to admit it, I cried. Oh, I love that movie. Endgame and. Yeah. I love how the theme was family. I don't know, not a lot of people are talking about this, but the theme of the entire movie was family, and it showed how each Avenger viewed family and valued family. Look at it. Look, it's playing into wow. values. Wow. That's yeah. gonna. And I just loved that about it. That warrants a rewatch on my Yeah, end. it's so good. And so, then yes. third is always the same, which is Muppet Christmas Carol. Excellent film. And I can't drink wine while I watch it because I will. I like ball my eyes out. You'll cry? Why? Yeah. But I usually can keep it together. It's a tiny gym. Don't drink it. You know, I actually, so the Tower Theater here in OKC, they did a showing of it um, over Christmas. Really? Yes. They showed like all these Christmas movies like Elf and uh, Home Alone, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So I could only go to one, but I went to Muppet Christmas Carol Uh with a friend and oh my gosh, I was like, I loved it. I forgot it's how funny amazing. it is. I love the Muppet movies. The music is wonderful. Yes. But here's here's my favorite Muppet movie, hands down, is uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, that's a good one. And I don't love the one where about the space aliens. No, I didn't see But that. that's all I could think of when everybody started talking about Area 51 is that one with Gonzo and the space <laughs> aliens. Because, so there's this, like, uh, character, and he's Pepe the Shrimp, and uh-huh. he's like got this weird accent he's really really funny and he's my favorite thing i'll watch that movie just for him the rest of it is not fun at all <laughs> i don't care about it it's a dumb story but pepe the shrimp is like i'm not a shrimp i'm making prawn okay like everything That's perfect. so yeah i don't know and yeah. this is what the podcast is now i'm talking about a fake shrimp on a muppet movie yeah so i can talk i can talk about movies and i have a favorite podcast yes reply all which is besides this one obviously this one, and then reply all. <laughs> I always get nervous when people say that because I never say the podcast that they're actually being featured on. No big deal. I weirdly don't feel nervous. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, yeah, reply all. You know, that's been in my queue, but it's I have not funny. listened to it. I'll send you some recommendations on good. So, yes, I can talk podcasts, books, movies music, all that, all day, but what are, like, a couple of podcasts you really enjoyed lately? I like uh, thrilling podcasts that aren't scary or gruesome. So if I should just randomly scream at you? (laughs) Is that thrilling enough, or is it scary? I can't tell. I feel like in this setting, I feel safe enough that I can roll with it. But when we're just talking about dangerous situations and people getting murdered, I have a hard time with true crime podcasts. But I but I like true crime if it if it's not just like so scary. If it feels a little bit removed. If it's more factual than telling no, the story. Some facts are really scary. Okay. Terrifying. It's more yeah. of like uh, Is that how it's presented? Yeah. Okay. How it's presented. So do you ever listen to any fictional podcasts? Yes. And okay, Ooh, so good. Gimlet Media is my favorite. Gimlet is fantastic. Gimlet, hire me. 
<laughs> right? I love you. Seriously. They're so good. And so I love their fictional. I haven't listened to all of them, but I, I love Homecoming. I was obsessed with that when it came out. Really? Homecoming is so good. I haven't heard anybody else that's listened to that. Season one is amazing. Um, and what, the Amazon show was amazing, too. What is the... Have you listened to that... What is it? Sandra? Yeah. That was, that was very good. It was yeah, wild. It was a wild it. ride. You know, I started one today. Actually, I listened to the whole season because it was like not that long. Episodes were like 10 minutes. And it's called The Directive. And it that. does have adult language, but it's fictional. And I don't know who produces it, but it was a little hard to follow at first. But I listened to all six episodes in like two hours. Nice. Um, just cranked it out this morning, getting ready for these um, episodes we're recording. But twist at the end well buddy hold on to your hats and or shoes all right we'll look it up the directive yeah gimlet's the bomb what was the one i think it was gimlet also where they uh were living like they were gonna go on spaceship habitat habitat yeah true story that was that was not even fake that was true and i was like reality show podcast here's the deal about living in isolation with nine other people and like 10 square feet (laughs) i would Commit a homicide. That would be it. At uh, least one. <laughs> that's not ideal. That's not cool. <laughs> I'm sorry for everyone. I just, every time I listen to it, I'm like, this is fascinating. I'm stressed out for everyone. Yeah, wow. Cool. I like any grand podcast as well. Oh, yes. Suzanne Stabile. I could just go for days on the Enneagram, but here's the thing. And I tell my friends a lot of this when I bring the Enneagram up. I'm like, listen, every time I say, what's your Enneagram number? I kind of feel like. Also, I've got a pocket full of crystals jangling, and they're just going to expect me to start burning incense immediately. <laughs> so I try not to bring it up too much, yeah, but I'm, fair. like, so all in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And just for anybody, since we're there, since we're there, we open that door. Let's just go. Let's walk through that. Okay. Cross the threshold. <laughs> um, so, Brianna, you are a seven. Indeed. A full-on seven. Full-on. What's your wing? Six. Nice. Yeah. And I am an eight. Wing seven, mm-hmm. and I think it was like the second time we hung out. Brianna was like, "I love your intensity," <laughs> and I was like, "Same." <laughs> it was great. It's true. Yeah. So if you're into the enneagram, high fives. If you're not, you will be soon. It's unavoidable. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Kind of is. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, rapid fire questions. Thanks for telling us your honest truths, girl. I'm here for you. So, Brianna, hey. you thought we were done, and we're not. <laughs> you know I have six more questions. She's, like, packed up. She's bye. got her little sad cough tissues up. Right. Okay, bye. No. Um, I'm glad you're feeling better. You. Um, so, if people wanted to connect with you and party with you or celebrate with you uh-huh. or um, just follow you secretly Anyways, how do people connect with you? Please tell us. Okay. Everyone's well, dying to know. I am on Instagram at Brianna Gaither. And I am on other places on the internet at BriannaGaither.com. Those wow. are probably the two best places. Soup's legit. I don't know what the best is. Spotify. Brianna Gaither. You're looking me if you're looking for me, <laughs> not at me. If you're looking for me on the internet, you're gonna want to go with Brianna Gaither. 
and right. not the married thing that we mentioned earlier. Which is Chamberlain. Yeah. Wait, forget that. I was going to say it and then I thought I'm not going to say it. I'll confuse <laughs> everyone. And then you said it. So it's your fault. <laughs> if everyone's confused. So Brianna has some music out in the world. If you want to listen to that, you can listen where? Oh, anywhere. iTunes, Spotify, uh, where you get music. <laughs> YouTube. Where do you Sam get Goody music? store in the mall. No. <laughs> that just aged me. Everyone knows I'm a 90s baby now. Okay. I'm not a 90s baby, actually. Um, And, yeah, cool. And you have this really cool thing on Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Documentary. Yeah. No big deal. It's fine. All my friends have documentaries. Everybody. It's the rage. <laughs> wow. Such a true sentence. All my friends have documentaries that are the rage. What kind of crew do I run with? Oh, so the name of the documentary. Probably important. (laughs) The name of the documentary that is not in any way nerdy, but is quite impressive about creativity is what, Brianna? It's Resonate. So if you go to Amazon Prime, you can't, or wait, you don't have to have Prime, but then you have to rent it. No idea. Okay. If you have Prime, it's it's free out of Prime. Correct. And you can type in Brianna Gaither or you can type in Resonate. Excellent. Anywhere else we should be stalking you? Um, you want to give us your home address? <laughs> I go to a lot of coffee shops. Noted. Yeah. Even though you're trying to quit coffee. No, I don't get coffee. I get tea. That's fair. It's you probably do. good for your vocals. Sure. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for hanging out today. It's been so fun. Um, thanks for coming over. It's been a, maybe a little too much fun, but I don't think that's possible. I don't think. Yeah. Was it too much? Was it too much? Don't tell us. (laughs) If it was, we don't want to know. We just want you to tell us how great things are. So, yeah. Um, Thanks for coming out today. And uh, we'll have to hang out soon and celebrate your birthday, which is in August. Let's do it! Let's do it!